What's up, guys? How are you doing today? Welcome to Brilliant Observations. I'm Jess, here with Melissa and John. I've literally never done an intro to this show before, so they didn't even know it was coming, and now Melissa looks like she's waiting for her turn to talk. Go, Melissa. It's your turn. Hey! Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Brilliant Observations. We're hoping today we have some excellent observations for you. What's up going on, Jess? I don't know. We're just kind of grooving at the moment. I wonder how long it'll go on. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Um, (laughs) So some interesting things to talk about today. Uh, You know how I'm doing this? I'm doing a 5K race um, on Sunday, this coming Sunday. And it has brought up a lot of silly shit for me this week, none of which have anything to do with my athletic ability, which is humorous. Because that's what you would think a 5K would matter. But it's more like a rally, I guess. So I'm not worried about running. By the way, are you doing it with me? I'm going to try. Okay. That means no. Um, no I just have to figure okay. out child stuff and who's staying home, well, who's coming. Well, that- because like, it's like early. It's like nine in the morning. And they're saying like shuttles start from the elementary school to the place at 645. Sh- shuttles? Yeah, I guess you have to park in like an elementary school and take like a little shot. I don't know. I don't see that happening for us. No, I don't either. I'm surprised (laughs) it's going to be happening happening for me. But anyway, I raised, I really wanted to raise, I made a goal of $5,000 thinking I could raise it in two weeks. And then the way I started to get donations coming in, I was like, oh, maybe I can raise it in one week. So I started hammering, not hammering, but I started posting more often, like, don't forget. And it would be awesome if I could do this in a week. Like, it would be a huge accomplishment. And I did it, but before I did it, like by Friday, I was like, I can't post about this anymore. I can't post about this anymore. I can't post about this anymore because like last Sunday, my little Isaac was was like bullied a little bit and I was dealing with the school and their public school bullshit way of dealing with that. And then, you know, posting about Emily every single day, pictures of her, looking through video of her, trying to find the right thing to post. Like it was emotionally exhausting. And then in the news, everything started to be um about nicholas cruz and and i was i was getting my a manicure and the whole thing uh the whole report the whole time was about how how many times the police were called and people were warned and they were you know and it upsets me because all these situations have one thing in common and that is that we only react after the fact like there can only be something done after a crime's been committed after someone's suicidal after someone's homicidal well it's too late then and that's the way that we deal with everything mental health discipline in schools everything and then you know people are like oh what do you think about those kids in florida i'm so inspired by them and i was like are you because they're doing what we've not done, which is protect themselves. They're trying to prevent something from happening. We don't do that for them. We've never done that for them. We only clean up messes. We don't help them figure out how to not make any ever. And it infuriates me. So anyway, so um, I'm getting to the funny part. So I uh, I asked Nate to do the walk with me and I asked um, – his father, if he wants to, he was like, I don't know if I can walk that far because he just had surgery. And I was like, okay, well, what? You can spend the night if you want. And that way you can hang out with Isaac and Scott and I'll take Nate to the thing and then I'll come back. So he says, fine. We hang up. Don't make a face. I mean, it's, it's my ex, but like, whatever. It's her father. I think it's wonderful that you guys can do something like that. And I mean, it's not like it happens every day. He hasn't slept here since Emily was missing. And before that, never. 
And when he did, you weren't even there. It was just him and Scott. It was which to was amazing. Take my place. Yeah, it was amazing. So I hang up and I was like, Scott, that's okay if Rob stays here, right? And he goes, Yeah. And then he thinks for a second and he goes, Make sure the whole time he's here, you're wearing a bra. Point taken. Uh, I was like, Point taken. Wait a second. I was like, Why has he been listening to Rob's podcast about how hot his ex-wife is and the rack on her no, and what tits she's like, got? First of all, it upsets me you feel that you have to tell me that. And secondly, I've given birth twice with this person. He he has seen all the things, all of the things. He's yeah, not but seen not it like in, in two decades, years. right? Twenty years. We've not been married since the year two thousand. I mean, but still, I was like, did my mother just somehow come through you? That's so a thing. My mother, like, you're trying to now. You're trying to control if he, if my ex husband sees my boobs through my shirt. I don't know. I was just like, who are you? Why do you even? Oh, God. It was just so dumb. Not don't give him a table dance. Yeah. Don't let him see your boobs. I was like, and I told Elsie and she goes, the boobs are powerful. Like she texts me back. She goes, the boobs are so powerful. And I'm like, they are. They're not hypnotizing or mesmerizing. I don't know. I almost got a glimpse of yours the other night. And I'm pretty sure we were all I'll in my show family them to you mesmerized. right now. I assure you, you won't need to see them again. John's in. <laughs> Marco. <laughs> Porno. I'm just saying they're they're you know. He he was married to me for three years. It's nothing it's certainly not better than it was then for sure. That was it? In three all years? honesty, to to Scott's point, half. is that your ex husband can just look think back in his mind and conjure up you naked. Yeah, he doesn't even need to see it in person. He has it in his Neither head. Do it's I. In his it's bank. already in the What's bank. Me? Same with me. So why care if I'm wearing a bra? I wouldn't. I mean, if I was Scott, I, I, was, was he joking? Could that have been yeah, a he, joke? If, no. If, if he's joking, really? he should have just said, blowies just for me and no one else. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't if have been was, wear a yeah, bra. He wasn't joking. He goes, just make sure you're wearing a bra. And I was like, all right. And then I thought about it for a second. And I was like, do you really think you have to tell me that? And he was like, I don't know. It's just the first thing that came to my head. And I was like. You think I'm so stupid I'm just going to walk around in my pajamas with no bra in front of my ex-husband who I haven't been married to in 18 years? What if you wear just a bra? What if you're just a bra and matching panties and walk around the house like that? According to Scott's rules, it's perfectly okay. I mean, what if I wear, yeah, a bra and a thong? Here's a crazy story. I saw Scott's mother in her bra. Pardon me? That's Wait, right. What? I saw Scott's mother How? in her bra. I don't know. You took a video or something and I saw a video with you, Scott. And Isaac in your bedroom and your mother-in-law was walking around in just a bra. Oh, no. And I sent that to you and she, oh, no. So sorry. <laughs> so I didn't know that. So you know what? And it so wasn't you know what? Did we not address this then? Did we not address this then? I, I didn't think I brought it up. But since you just brought it up, I mean, again, I see something. I'm like, eh, there's Scott's mom in a bra. That's in the bank. First now, of all, too. everyone has seen that bitch in a bra because she got a breast reduction. And then for months and months and months, she was constantly lifting up her shirt going, look at my scars to anyone who would be in her store. <laughs> I know. Some uh, people have no shame. Sorry, I missed that. Sorry, no. I missed that. Because I saw your scars. Now I'm scarred. Yeah, but now John has it in his bank. So well, it's out just there. Saying. It's just an observation is what we do here. Yeah. Even the brilliant ones. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by that. So I did see how quickly you raised that five grand. That was very impressive. One week, baby. And it's still kind of coming in. I have a feeling that when you get done, you'll have seven by the time everything's said and done. It would be awesome to have seven. I know I'm their top fundraiser, and I wonder if they're... I hope they don't... They don't what? I just... 
I, no, you hope they don't what? I don't want anything to be said about it. But like on oh. the page, Why would on the say- attack addiction... Okay. Because, you know, they're just like, you know, they do like a whole welcoming thing and, you know, how it is. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. want to be um, singled out because you're the highest. No, no. Yeah, I know. I, that's, I don't like that kind of spotlight either. No, I don't. But like I noticed the other day they were like, it's been so tiring and so exhausting. And the comments from the donors is really what makes a difference. And then you read them and most of them are to me about Emily. Oh. I uh, mean, how do you explain like, to ah! them you want to go? How do you explain to them you want to walk anonymously? Well, again, it's just, <laughs> you know, listen, bitches, I'm famous. What, what can I tell you? You know, I, I can do that. I, I have um, pull. You know, when I say I'm doing something, you know, people respond. You're welcome. Now give me cake. It says, not going to lie, pulling together 5K that will draw upwards of 3,000 people is no joke. It takes an awful lot of time and energy. Virtually everyone involved is planning it as a full-time job. There have been times our eyes ache, we can barely complete sentences, but it's truly a labor of love. Sometimes when I'm feeling defeated and completely exhausted, I like to scroll through the donation page and read the notes. And then it's like, love you, Jess. Jessica, you're so inspiring. Jessica, you awaken and inspire me. (laughs) Thank you for doing this for Emily. Emily, 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 Jessica, 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 Jessica. And I was like, ah! Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. Emily, Emily, Emily. I mean, it's not Ugh. all, but it's a good amount. <laughs> and it was like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. Well, she probably just copied and pasted. Yeah, exactly. That means you can't be late to this walk. That means you have to wear lipstick. And that means you have to walk, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to single you out much to your chagrin. Doesn't matter if whether yeah. she makes it to the end or not. It means that they still get the money and, and it's still a tribute to Emily. And it's still a, a great thing to do. Yeah, I'm very yeah, proud of you. Of very, very proud of you. Yeah proud all right jess all right so i just want to tell you guys about that oh did you guys watch schitt's creek yes nope yes you see this week's schitt's creek no shh don't ruin it for me no spoilers i'm not gonna ruin it for you i'm not gonna ruin it for you but i love the first joke right before they go to um the credits is so fucking funny i wanted to share it with you guys today like apparently on the internet someone has reported the mom being dead And she's very much alive. I'm and very devastated. much alive. And right. No, but like, so like first the children come out and they're like, oh, you're, oh, you're alive. Okay, great. And then um, the dad was kind of horrified. She's kind of horrified because uh, she gets flowers. Johnny has flowers. And then the doorbell to their hotel room rings. She opens the door and it's a huge bouquet of pink carnations. She goes, well, this is the straw that's broke the camel's back. I mean, who sends pink carnations? What is it with carnations? Well, but she's a lot. It's not that someone thinks she's dead, but that they've sent such tacky flowers. It's it's the shittiest of all filler flowers. It's not just a filler flower. It's the shittiest of all filler flowers. They don't taste good. They're just terrible. What's funny Um, because I saw Jessica Jones, and at the end, her friend was uh, in the hospital, and the mother, the overbearing uh, stage mother, comes in with a with a plant, and she walks over, and she goes, "Who sends carnations?" So I was yeah, like, yes. yeah. I yeah. was like, they're that's the also shittiest. a classic joke. That's a very funny joke, though. Who sends pink carnations? Anyway, that's a good impression too. I Thanks. love her. I love all of them. I know, Moira, I love Catherine O'Hara too. You got to watch that show, John. It's insanely funny. It's really it's well written. TV. Yes, it is. Here's the funny thing about TV now: there are so many shows out there 
It, you, all these great shows go by. You, keep up. you don't even know. I'm I'm dying to find a good show to watch. You know Eugene Levy? Yes. Yeah. His son wrote this and did this, and they're both in it. And his daughter's in it too. Did you know? I think his daughter's Twyla. I think his that's Twyla. Yes, Twyla. That's exactly so right. it's like a family. It's so funny. The only person that's not in is the mom. The yeah, Dan and Eugene play father and son. The mom is Catherine O'Hara, and the daughter's Annie Murphy, who's I think one of Dan's childhood friends. I read, but not the real sister. The sister is the waitress, right? And she's also really funny. The last episode with her trying to meet a man was quite funny. Well, Jess, you put something up on. I'm going to try to do a little tangent here. You put something on Facebook today about Kevin Smith, how he was 47 yeah. years old and he had a heart attack. And Massive heart attack. The widowmaker he had yesterday. Yeah. So I, I didn't know this, and I'm not, I don't. I haven't really. I'm not a big Kevin Smith fan. I haven't watched any of his movies or anything. But I know a ton of people that are huge mm-hmm. Kevin Smith fans. So I went to Twitter to tell one of my friends. I said, "Hey, did you what? What did you, did you hear about Kevin Smith?" And with that. On my feed was this woman crying. Like you could tell she's physically crying. So I clicked on to see what, what, what all the hubbub was. And here she's crying about Kevin Smith. And I'm thinking to myself, good gracious, if I had a heart attack, would one woman go to Twitter and cry on my behalf? And I'm thinking, nope. So I had to make yes, a. I would. Would you? Uh, I expect I a I crying. Would, would you? Of, of course. Would. What are you, you talking even, about? You don't even go on Twitter, Melissa. How can you even say that? I'm just saying. I, don't, I can't. I mean, believe... I wouldn't tweet about it, but yeah. Well, I just no. I want it on Twitter. I want the crying on Twitter. I want the the outpouring All right, let of me emotion. Write that down. John wants us weepy on Twitter. <laughs> weepy. Yes. I on mean, Twitter. I, such a heartfelt cry. I mean, I started to well up a little bit over the way she was talking about John. Kevin Smith. John, you didn't think immediately she's got a mental disorder that she's this weepy over a celebrity. <laughs> you didn't immediately think, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? How come you didn't just, yeah. I got to tell you, I took a look at her bottom choppers and they were so out misaligned. I thought to myself, yeah, there's some mental illness right there. I, there's there's something wrong with her to do that on Twitter. I, the other question is really the theme that I had for today, which you led into beautifully. The broader theme is who knows you? Oh, Okay, so that's my that's our theme for today. But you're leading in beautifully with who is going to be upset? Who's I used to joke that my mother-in-law knows so many people and has been involved so much. She's already filled the church like she's filled the church. You can you can do nothing now for the rest of your days. And that church upon your death is full. Is this because of my fundraising? Is that what made you think of this? Who knows? No, no, no. I've had I have I go through, you you know, all these crises all the time but but right, so right. who knows you emily filled the church like i was there it was actually a synagogue jcc hall but i mean standing room only so for you to say so celebrity immediately gives you the full church who knows you none of those people know him john that are crying about gavin smith i loved clerks i love Fr-. Like, that's true but he has those- impacted a lot of people but not like that I would say he's impacted people. John, you don't feel that you've impacted enough people that will be crying on Twitter and or fill the church? Well, I don't know about the church. Honestly, I don't know about the church. And here's why. I think 35-year-old John would have packed the church. 56-year-old John? I don't know because things have happened in my life and friends have kind of drifted away and, and stuff like that. And now I have a new friend base, but they're mostly online. And I don't know if they would travel. To go to something like that, which is fine. I mean, I understand all that, but I'm just saying 
is I'm not no, it's sure. It's more of a proverbial fill the church. I mean, it's oh. it's so what was for my my parents' generation actually filling the synagogue or filling the church is now an online presence that's like you said, it's a virtual church for the most part where that memorial page and that fills up in seconds and everybody shares a memory and they're just touched even though they haven't ever met you in person or seen you in 20 years. I'm sure that those people, that friend base that kind of drifted away would absolutely have something to say, a memory to share, a picture to post. I mean, they would crawl out of the woodwork. Oh, I have an idea. What if they had like a virtual Fake your wake? Neck. Virtual, no, a virtual wake where the people that can't get to your funeral would go to this virtual wake. Like, let's pick somebody that, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, goodness gracious. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody. Oh, okay. There's a guy called John Lee Dumas. Everybody knows John Lee Dumas. Sorry, John. Yes. So anyhow, somehow. Yeah, John so John's Lee, listening. So anyhow, John happens to kick off for some reason, car accident or whatever, for whatever reason. A lot. He's impacted a lot of people's lives. So, but they wouldn't be able to go to his funeral. They wouldn't be able to find out where he was or anything like that, but they probably wanted some. So you would have like a... a video virtual thing where you could there'd be a little side chat room where you could say oh. like kind of like when uh when prince died when prince died or you think, david you bowie think john lee dumas would have the kind of funeral that would be live cast yes right like I, the royal wedding yeah, not that big but some well prince would be that big but what i'm saying is it'd be big enough like if I went, I would probably have more people at my virtual funeral than I would have at my actual funeral. I've never seen a virtual funeral. Have that, you? No one's ever done one. I just I invented have. it right now. I've had a virtual baby shower, and that was fun. Do you know, um, do you remember the, I don't know, Jess, if you know Debbie Friedman, the singer? She's a no. Jewish folk music-y singer. And when she passed away in New York, they had a funeral and it was live streamed. So Ooh, you could watch okay. and, and people came and sang and her songs as a tribute. It was it was lovely and it was tear filled and it was and because she touched so many lives. But you're right, John, it would have to be somebody who's really touched lives across the country, especially since Jews bury immediately. Oh, so it's not like people could have the week to fly and get somewhere. They bury immediately. So, so that's why I think they did that. A Dave Jackson, uh, a Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, I'm talking about podcasters now that nobody would know, but they would all have a very big online presence that would want to go to pay tribute and and respect to Dave. Or Cliff. and how would they do that? Just by showing up and being there as part of the numbers, or do you write something? How you, does that there could work? be a scroll across the bottom where you would write your. Thoughts and prayers to the family of Fuck said thoughts and prayers. Person. I'm so sick of thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers can suck it. Yeah, but what do you say if it's not thoughts and prayers? Love. Well, then what? <laughs> Love and here's Can't money to fix it. Can't wait for this to be it. over because I, wa- I want cake. Okay. I want cake. Love thoughts and, don't and prayers support. are good for almost every situation. If you're not going to say thoughts and prayers, I want Melissa's answers or replacements of thoughts for thoughts and pr- players. Plots and players. Plots and players. Thoughts and prayers. Bitch, pull it together. That's easy for you to say. Now, do you want to try it again? Or do I leave leave that in there? Or do I have to. Three times fast. Take it out. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) It's so so funny. I think I have to leave it in. (laughs) Who used to do that? Oh, it was Bill Cosby when he was at the dentist. Yeah. My lip. My lip. My lip. My lip. My lip. 
Yeah, I think what you need to do is make a drop out of it. <laughs> I don't think you pull so it out. I don't like to say thoughts and prayers either. Either I usually say I'm sending strength and hugs and love. And I'm love. So sorry. There we go. What can we I'm, send besides strong? Yeah. See, strength what and. Send, what's Melissa's alternative to thoughts and prayers? I send love and a chocolate dick. I don't know, man. I I just <laughs> no, you don't. I just, no, I I'm my I'm so sorry. I hope you feel our love. I hope you. I hope from there you can feel our love. And here's a chocolate. That's dick. That's a good one. I because like that. thoughts John, and prayers what do you is say besides nothing. I, I see. Uh, this is why I have such a big problem with John that because sees, John sees tragedy and runs in the opposite direction as if it's chasing him. Yeah, I do. It's, yeah. So, it's horrible. But I, I again, I don't know what to do. I see something that's tragic, and I want to write something. And I sit there and I write it out, and I'm like, that's bad. Then I, you know, I write it back out, and then and I just, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's paralyzing. Death to me for somebody else is paralyzing to me. That's so stupid. Well, because you have all that experience that you know that paralyzing when you had it. So, but just so you know, they do want to hear something. They don't have, they're not looking for you to use the right words and hit just whatever your, my answer is always, we're sending it out. I hope you could feel our love from there, from here, from wherever. And we send food. (laughs) It's what we do. Yeah. Okay. You but, used to go yeah, to the Second yeah. Avenue Deli and send a two foot chocolate babka and call it a day. It's it's. But just... now we have to do that all over the world, and it's gotten a little more complicated. Like my sister tried to send food when Emily died, and like it never showed up, and it never like she just paid them, and then nothing happened. Wow. And she two days later was like, "Did you get the sushi?" And I was like, "What sushi?" She was like, "What? What?" And I was like, "Listen, my daughter just died. You're gonna have to work this out on your own." <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick up the pieces of your sushi mess right you, now. I love you, but I'm not sure how I'm supposed to do this. I love you. you. I appreciate yeah. the offer. I'm in- inundated with chickens, and I can't worry about I your sushi. I have seven chickens. We're all set. Could you Thanks. imagine an eighth chicken? Oy. No. Right. She was trying to send sushi because she knows Scott loves it. See? Anyway. That's a great idea. Yeah, again, it's the same thing. It's like if you want to send a... I sent Ramona flowers. When Ramona's husband died, my friend Ramona. Yeah, I would like to send, like, if I wanted to send a friend of mine uh, a dessert tray with uh, cream puffs and chocolate eclairs and uh, those little tiny uh, cannolis and stuff like that, Where? Do, how do you do that? You find a bakery, mm-hmm. a delivering bakery. And you think that's easy, but it's not. Oh, man, I do it all day. It's very easy. Huh. I had uh, I didn't have much. I do luck. it in Florida. I do it in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, but, but you have to search local to... The person, uh, right? It's just, it's a whole thing. It yeah. is. Oh, it's definitely a whole thing. But John, I don't have a job, <laughs> so this is what I. Jessica says, "What do you do all day?" This is your damn job. This is my job. That I could have be mastered. a great job for now you. It is. It's like, listen, I a friend of mine's uh, just died. I need to get food to him. I can't find him. Melissa, can you get them this? I'll give you. A, a, I'll throw you a twenty. Can you see? We have friends who have birthdays like minutes apart up in Maine, and I know what they like. And one of them's gluten free and annoying with what she eats. And I sent up the yummiest of macaroons and this big tub. Of, like I, it, it depends on the person. I told you one. Stuart would love to send a gift card to everybody for their occasions or whatever it is. And I like to find the right gift for the right person. I, I get tremendous joy from doing the perfect match. My niece just turned 16 and I was supposed to, I told you, I was supposed to see them last weekend and I didn't get to see them. So I have this 
coach purse that I got for her because she's 16 means you're going to be driving. So she's going to need a place to keep a wallet and keys. And because she's young, I'm guessing she doesn't own anything nice. So this hopefully would, would have been or will be when I ship it, her first nice purse and a matching wallet. And she just... It's just the right gift for the right person. Whereas my brother would look at it and say, what the fuck does she need this for? Returning it, we'll get the money, we'll eat tonight instead. <laughs> I think it's important that she have a nice thing because coach bags last forever. And if they don't, you bring them back and they give you a new one that lasts forever. So that matching of a gift, I find super crazy important. So I would find a place for your mini cannolis and your mini cream puffs and your eclairs. And I would find that tray for you. See, that's I'm that pretty girl cool. for you. Yeah, there you go. It is cool. And now John knows me a little better, right? Who mm-hmm. knows you, Jessica? Mm. Start with you. Who knows you? Oh, the, the list is endless. I don't think I don't anybody know. really knows. Yeah, well, I don't know. Again, no, I would say, okay, so you want to know who knows of you or knows, yeah, of no. you or who knows you? I don't want to know. Who knows me the best? And oh. that's a very hard question to answer. Like, who knows mm. you? Who knows where if something happens in your life, what your response is going to be? Like, uh, I, similar to John, have very much have a flight response to pretty much everything, which is why I built an office for myself on the upstairs of my house. So now I don't even think I need to go downstairs <laughs> across. I'm in a Jack and Jill. Do you have food up there? Well, I'm in a Jack and Jill right now. So there's a bathroom next to me and then Mallory's room on the other side. And in her room, she has a tiny refrigerator <laughs> that holds water what? bottles. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the only thing she wanted for, um, I think, her birthday last year. So she has this tiny refrigerator with water bottles, smaller than even the ones we had in college. So she maybe has an apple, but we don't let them have food upstairs. We have a fridge in our bedroom, too. Well, what's in it? Right now, iced tea, a little, like, crack of cheese so I can eat cheese and crackers. Uh, probably a bunch of stuff that doesn't belong in there anymore because it's probably past due. It's mostly drinks. We don't allow food upstairs because being out in the middle of nowhere, there come bugs and mice and... uh, uh, I was thinking about installing that, but the problem is my favorite thing to do is eat in my bed. (laughs) That makes it difficult to Yeah. Yeah, we can't do that. And if we eat in bed, that means Stuart has license to eat in bed and his mouth noises in my sacred place would be the worst possible thing imaginable. So I'm not having that. So there's no food upstairs. But I do have access to a small refrigerator, a bathroom, this new office. I don't ever have to leave here. So Mm -hmm. who knows that? Which of my friends knows? Well, you're probably one of them. Um, And you know the friends I think do. So do you have people in your – like Laura? Laura knows you, right? Uh, She knows me pretty well, but the problem with Laura and most of my in-laws, they have feelings I have to walk on eggshells about, so I can't be fully myself. She knows me well in certain regards, and she's intuitive, which doesn't help because she also knows my innermost feelings about stuff when I don't know that she's listening. But she doesn't always know that she's doing it. So – but like I don't I don't know how well she knows me because I don't think she knows when she's annoying me. Scott knows when he's annoying me. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's good to have like, a partner that, who knows you. Yeah. Scott knows me probably the best. My sister is probably the second person simply because she's probably the most – person most like well she's like me in some ways and not like me in other ways um i don't know who knows me the best i know elsie knows me really well but she's a polar opposite of me i mean the question is it's hard to define 
how to tell you. The real question is coming from this is how do you know how well someone knows you? Well, I think we spend- is that because they live with you? Is it because they've known you a long time? Or is it because they inherently know what you're going to do and how you're going to react to stuff before you do? Like, if that's the case, it would probably, I mean, still all three of them. It would be my sister, Elsie, and Scott. Probably I think we spend so much of our adult life and even adolescence figuring out who we are in the first place and how that changes over the course right. of time. Right. Well, that's part of the problem. I don't know who the yeah. fuck I am. Yes. Yeah. So I as we no figure idea. it out. Come to think of it, that is, th- that is true for Jess because on one episode, she thought she was polyamorous. And then on another show, she <laughs> thought see, she John, was. Right. Remember? No, knowing her. Asexual. Right, but knowing her, don't I'm you both just know? And asexual. Yeah. But don't, don't you just know she's a, a contrary bitch who's trying to get a rise out of people? Don't you just know that she's... That was only partly true. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll, I, I would say that probably there are people out there that know me better than I know myself. I also think that when I say, like, I don't even know who I am, I think these other people, especially my sister, who's known me since her own birth, like since I was two, she can probably tell you the core fundamentals of my personality and who I am as a person. She knows I don't lie. She knows I'm bossy and I have a big mouth. She knows that I will kill anyone that tries to come near her with any kind of an unkind word. Like she has the she can. It's like a biological knowing. That's how my sister knows me. Scott, on the other hand, can order for me from any restaurant. Oh, so that's Any good. restaurant at any time. He knows what I like to eat. He knows what I can't stand. He knows what I could try and possibly like that I've never tried before. He knows me really, really well. And he remembers all of it like an elephant. Like he knows better than – he knows my kids better than me when it comes to like – what they want to eat and how they're going to react to certain movies. Like he could pick a movie for me. He could pick a place to stay for us. Like he knows me really, really, really well. But because he's my spouse, does he get know out of how my I head? Feel? Does he know how I feel about being a spouse? Does he know how I feel about being a mom? Does he know how I feel about being? I mean, I'm sure he knows how I feel about being heavy, but he's never known me when I wasn't a little bit fluffy. You have, Melissa. Oh, I've, I, yeah. So I remember have, walking into a bar with you and saying, all right, whoever gets them first. <laughs> Yikes. You remember me at a time of my life when I don't remember much, to be honest with you, because my parents had just gotten divorced and I like, blo- and I was very high and drunk a lot of the time. So I don't remember a lot of what you probably remember at all. In fact, I don't know what my personality was like then. I don't remember having any arguments with anyone. I don't know if I was fun, spaced out, smart. I'm sure I was witty because no, I've never had a time in my life when it, somebody hasn't told me to do stand up comedy. So I'm assuming I was funny then, but I don't remember how or why. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, because of that, Again, similar to my sister, I think you know my inherent fundamental core me, but does that necessarily – and I mean, actually, since we've kept in touch all this time, you probably see my personality changes and I would say you know me pretty well. In fact, probably more than the other D-sharps. I'm not looking for the, Melissa, you're the best, you know me better than anyone. I know, but I'm thinking about – I'm thinking it through though. But I love watching, even in for myself, I the love watching process? that evolution yeah. of person, knowing that there's a core that's the same, but you're still trying to figure out how these different 
layers of life, layers of experiences are help yeah. shape and 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 to watch all of those things change. Jess, you've had a lot happen over the last like yeah. even look at the last 10 years of your life. So even this confident sassy person that I knew in college, funny as hell, um and truly you had a confidence that I never ever had. So I thought when I say I we're walking into the bar, we'll see. Who, well, maybe we'll see who's going home with that bouncer. You know, we <laughs> when, when we had it out, I thought it's definitely going to be her because I'm not nearly as confident. You're and shyer than something me, that all. is so attractive about confidence before it turns into arrogant asshole. There's just that confidence that's so appealing oh. that yeah. That I'm talking about men, really, when it takes that turn for the most part. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But seeing all these life things help shape or – I don't know if they help, but they shape every decade after that is is yeah. definitely fun to watch, interesting to watch. I feel I know you. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. The people that I have known 23, 25 years, like the people that are our friends and even not in this particular group but elsewhere – I do feel like they have not really changed that much. Like they've grown older and had children and had different jobs and tragedy and this and that. But like they're not really different. There's only one of us that I would consider to be vastly different from how they were in college. Um, but the rest of us are fundamentally exactly the same. Even you. Yeah. Probably I'm, fun- me. I'm fundamentally exactly the same. You are probably more outspoken now and definitely more confident now because you are well-loved now. And that's something that I think you never had before or never understood before, before. even as your own, from your own, you have blossomed under the love of another, or the, the unconditional love of another human being, a kind human being. And it's several, made you, several a, it's human made you better, 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 better. You're, yeah. you're a much better version of Melissa than you were then. I'm sure you're crediting um, Stuart as that human being, but there are several human beings. And that your have children and your me. friends. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that I'm like, are, are you I sure? I was crediting Stuart because that's the confidence part. Are you sure this is the person that you, right here, <laughs> all of it, all of this? Better than the um, one that was going out to the bars, picking up the bouncer every night? Yes. John, your turn. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> What? My it's turn. your turn. Who knows you? We never fought over the bouncer, by the way. First of all, he was a waiter. Second of all, we just took turns. I don't recall ever having an argument about it. No, we definitely I just took dated turns. him at there times no that argument. you didn't. Yeah. Did you flip for it? No, we just happened Did to rock, date paper, each other scissors? at different times and then found out later, oh, yeah, I made out with him. Oh, yeah, he's nice. Like, it wasn't like a long relationship. It was nothing like that. Or I would walk into his house and see Jessica sitting on the couch, and I'd be like, what are you doing here? (laughs) How did you get here? Uh, All right. Uh, Gotta go. (laughs) Hmm. John? Uh, Who knows me? I would say mostly my family would know me the best. Uh, You know, now. uh, Children? Children, yes. My family, my children. My youngest daughter probably knows me the best. My youngest. Jess, well, that's because she's been working with you lately. Yes, she's been working with me, but she's more, she's more like my side of the family, where the other s- children are more like my wife's side of the family. And it's funny because they have a hard time with my youngest because she so, has such a strong personality, where it doesn't even phase me. Her personality doesn't even phase me, and we seem to get along the best. Uh, but mm. not that it's it, not that it goes without you know issues but i handle things differently than our mother does and our 
disagreements, me and my youngest daughter's disagreements get sorted out really quickly where it drags on with my ex and her, like it did in our marriage. But <laughs> so. so you're you're grudge free. Is that what you're saying? You just let things go. You work it out. I'm it- a thunderstorm. In other words, it's like <laughs> and rain and all this stuff, and I get it all out of my system. And then I and want then cake. It's what's next? Right. Yeah, I want Ooh, cake. Cake. Yeah, you're not eating cake now, though, right? No, I'm not. But it's always it's fun to imagine cake. Oh, I imagine you do cake look kind of smaller. Actually, are you smaller? Yeah, a little bit. You look you look smaller. Do you see what's left on my desk from last night? Oh, look at this. What is that thing called? It's, it's a, a praline? Styrofoam and cardboard. Non- it's a dark chocolate nonpareil. Nonpareil. That's Those what they're Scott's called. Those are Scott's favorite. Really? Ugh. Yeah, he loves nonpareils. Dark chocolate or milk um, chocolate? Dark. Yeah, they're the best. Um, He's a dark so guy. you have your family. Do you have friends? Those friends from 20 years ago. What about Do the you- Jimmy? The Jimmy knows me pretty well. It's pretty funny. We have a, you know, I talk to him. Probably more than any other person on the planet right now. He calls me sometimes three times a day about this and that. Uh, but, he, you know, he the Jimmy likes to hear himself talk mostly. So I, I'm just a kind of a sounding board for the Jimmy. But he does know me the best. Like the other day, he, he called me and said, okay, we're going to go play poker. Because we play at these uh, bars, free poker leagues around. You go, you have something to eat, you play a free poker tournament and stuff like that. And I hadn't played in a long time. So he says, come on, you know, take a shower, put some clothes on, let's go. And I went and we played. I had a great time. Finished second. It was nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a night out. Yeah, I had a night out. The Jimmy and I went on a date. That's adorable. <laughs> That's adorable. Right. I like that you play cards. I mean, thinking about it, I've, I used to live with a friend in college, and she knows the people with whom I lived in college. I know intimate details about them, about the way they like their toilet paper, if it goes over or under. Right, or, but does that like, know someone? But does that really mean you know someone? I know it makes her fucking crazy if she walks into a room. She's cracking skulls after she finds the That's toilet paper That's just an evil out. power, but does that really mean you know them, though? See, now, I'm if com- I knew that, I would every time I went in the bathroom, I would take the toilet paper and turn it around. Hey, I'm going to LA in a couple of weeks. I'm totally fucking with the toilet paper in her house. Exactly. (laughs) I would totally be annoyed, by the way, if it was always under. Is that the thing? Yeah, it's got to be over. It has to be over. It has to be over. Barbaric the other way. You know what it is? It's lack Um, of respect. (sighs) I also think it's at a certain time of your life, like when we were in college, we were really figuring out who we were. So there are people in your life, and for us, it was college. For John, it might have been some time different in your life where maybe when you were going through your divorce, you figured out who you were, and the people who were in your life then when you were figuring yourself out, those people get to know you really well also. For, I just happened to be living with these people during, during a very yeah. intense emotional and freedom and just this special pocket of time where they were part of this discovery, the part of this freedom, a part of this self-actual, whatever it is, yeah. that made my relationships with them or their understanding of me or knowing me super intense, special, and awesome. To be honest with you, who knows you like now and then who knew you 10 years ago? Because I think as people, we go through... I know when I was in high school, it was like John 1.0. And then when I got out of high school and I started working for my father, it was John 2.0. And then when I went out... I quit my job and I went back to college. It was John 3.0. And then when I got out, I left college and I went into the elevator business. That was John 4.0. And now I'm in the, you know, into this and it's John 5.0. So I've already had five different incarnations of myself. Right. So the person that okay. knew me at John 2.0 
and and saw me now. What John is be, this? Five point oh. Yeah, John five point yeah. oh. All right, all right. So who would you say of those people knows you? Knows you, John? Who you are? proud to be who you're not proud to be all the aspects of you who knows you john i'll have to say since my mother passed it would be my ex-wife would know me the best oh yeah i forgot parents my mother probably knew me the best before she passed right without but, question yeah so okay. my That's mother crazy. Knew- both of my parents are still alive and i don't think either one of them knows me my dad doesn't know me as well but my mother did for sure all right and we're back because <laughs> <laughs> i just had to I had to have a teaching moment with the ladies. Sorry. All right. So this will probably bring us to another theme, topic. No. What were we talking about? Damn it. We were discussing who knows you, and you were discussing the five different lifetimes oh, you've already fi- lived. Yeah, the John 5.0. Right. So how many point O's are you? <laughs> like if I went to Melissa, um, how many, how many yeah. Melissas are there? Like Melissa 1.0 would be like Camp Melissa, and then... High school Melissa, and then well, I have those like, two Melissas are the same though, because you do high school and okay. camp at the same time. But then there's, yeah, but I don't uh, think yeah. I'm the same person at camp that I was at school, where I would walk into a classroom and they would say, "Oh, Melissa Freeman is your brother," and I would say, "No, I'm an only child." Like there was a because my brothers were difficult in school, or they were whatever they were in school. I didn't want to follow them as just another Freeman on on the list of troublemakers. I wanted a clean slate. So Cute. I had my own trauma um, in school and I had freedom at camp. So I think those are two different ones. But I don't know. There are several. I'd have to really think about it. But but I, I really think that I told you at the very beginning of this that there was a girl that I knew with whom I lived when I was in college. Remember, we talked about how she was the reason we didn't talk anymore and it was her issue and she said she's been to therapy about it. And you said, all right, there's a lot mm-hmm. more going on with this creature. I spent three years of college with her, and I think she got to know me really well as I figured out who I was outside of the thumb of the the Jewish mother controlling your activities, and which I'm doing to my children. Thanks, John, for pointing that out. Um, and and <laughs> constantly and um, ooh. Ooh. That was a that was a Lucy. Um, so so I think that that's a person, and that's an incarnation of me. Like there. Uh, I mean, I think there have been a couple since I even know Stuart. So even he's watched me go from whatever when I first met him, working nonprofit to moving with him for just these different lives I've had. And now I think everybody's a little confused about the one I'm living now. So maybe 5.0, maybe 6.0, maybe 11.0. But I don't think this is the end. I think there's more after this. What about you? Is there more after this? I don't know. What about you, Jess? How many point O's have you been through? My childhood, the Emily and Nathan with Rob years, the Emily and Nathan with Scott years, the... I think you um, skip stuff. I think you skip stuff in there. Yeah, I think there's a college picking up I mean, bouncers and waiters to, years. From, from one to... All right, yeah. From one to 17, there's one <laughs> Jessica. And then from 17 to 21, there was another Jessica. And then from 21 to... 27 there was another Jessica and then from 27 to 30 there was another Jessica and then my mother passed away and then from 30 until 
I would say 30 until I started trying to have Isaac. So the second I started fertility, there was a different Jessica. So like I'm 43, he's three. So like 30 to 37, there was another one. And then 37 till Emily died uh, was another one. But that one was under extreme trauma. And then the one that has emerged since Emily died is another one. And then I guess I'm turning into somebody else now. I don't lost count of how many that was, though. Totally lost count. Just so, so you know what comes from that intense strain and trauma. I mean, that's how diamonds are made, you know, under that wild, wild pressure. So I'm actually one really looking forward hope. to seeing what cracks from the cold that surrounds you. One can only, only hope. See, but I think you can also go to back to different point O's. Like, in other words, if you ran into all the D sharps, you would go from Jessica 9.0 back to Jessica 3.0 or 4.0, whatever it was at that time. You can slip back so. into you can slip back into those point O's, but then when that's over, you immediately go back to the point O that you are at this present moment. But it's kind of neat that it's like when you go to a high school reunion. You kind of, whether you want to or not, whether, I don't care how many, like I went to my 35th or something, high school reunion. It it doesn't matter. When you go, you immediately go back to John 2.0 or whatever .0 you were at that point. Even though you realize that that's so silly, you still feel the same way you did about the people in high school when you were in high school, kind of, sort of. So that's kind of, it's weird how you can move back back and forth on the scale according to who you're with. Sorry, I think it brings back the feels of the 4.0 and the 3.0, but I do not think that if I got back together with high school people that I would come close to being that 3.0. You don't know that, though, because when was the last time you were around high school people? No, you're still the same person you are now. I've been around ago? high school people. Okay, and you didn't seem to have the same feelings, slip back into the same... I do, actually, I do. Yeah, so you're the only one of the three of us that doesn't? I kind of do. Yeah, I think so. I, I I didn't love that person. I think what you're saying is, nah. I, I didn't. I, well, I understand. Oh, again, you could. I would imagine that would. I, again, I I don't know. And the next time that happens, and you're around high school people, and you slip back in that, you're gonna go, damn, that John. We did the. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Kind of thing, but we didn't do the. Let's go do something stupid like we did before, or let's talk. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's more of the, it's not that, I understand the remember, remember, but it's almost like yeah. the feeling you have where you're, well, there's, it might be an insecurity around people, like that, you know, you didn't want, you don't want, okay, here's this, here's what I'm talking about. You wouldn't walk up to the people you didn't talk to in high school because of maybe they were jocks or whatever. You would not, even though now you're a totally different person, you wouldn't walk, walk up to those people and have that same conversation, even though they could be, I don't know, working, uh, they could be a barista somewhere. And you are okay. where you are right now. But you okay. would still have that same kind of caste system, I guess. I hear what you're saying. And what comforted me about my 20th, I think it was, was that all of those guys that I wouldn't have spoken to are now very different. They are not hot jocks. They are a little thicker Balding, around the middle, fat. a little less hair on top. And to be honest, I guess, I don't know, was that 10 years ago? I looked much better then than I did in high school, and I felt much more confident to walk up to them and say, well, hello. <laughs> like, look who's done better. <laughs> look who hasn't. <laughs> I felt much more comfortable doing it then. Look Outside who actually- Melissa's box. Ding! <laughs> 
look who learned how to use product <laughs> and look who has no hair left to use product. Like I, I definitely mm-hmm. felt more confident there than I ever did in high school. I was that ugly duckling-ish story that, well, didn't get that much better, but I felt more confident at least. I Jessica taught me confidence. I took that new nose and I went I in there. I taught you confidence? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Me? You think me. <laughs> You're one of them, yeah. Awesome. You're one of my my empowering sisters. Very interesting. Cool. <laughs> so where do we go from here? Where does all right, so I'm trying to think where is John six point when when is John six point gonna arrive? And what's it gonna look like? What's he gonna well hopefully he's gonna look a lot thinner, but we'll see. I don't Same know. Same with me. Yeah. He's already looking thinner. You're already on your on your I on the right you. track for that. But again, there's still times where you know, you fall back into the, uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You, you always drop back into a, a 2.0 or you downshift. You always I call that Carb a, City. You always what? fall back into Carb City. <laughs> then oh, you pull yourself back true. out. That's true. That's true. Carb right? City. Mm-hmm. I've got a fever of 100. Yes, Carb City is where I fell into this weekend. But right, you said it. You crawl out and you're back in five looking to six. Point oh. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Jess, where are you going from here? 6.0 or 14.0. I was just asked in that group, in the life reentry group, like, who I'm, who I'm going to be now, I guess. Um, you know, I'm slowly figuring it out. I, I, I guess reluctant advocate. Oh, interesting. I think comedy is going to be a much bigger part of what I'm doing. I hope so. I still am not sure this show is funny, but... The, this show? <laughs> I think it's a good show, but I don't know if it's funny. Okay, so I know what you're talking about because I do a show also that I was trying to do that was that I really wanted to be funny, and then what happens is it it turns into almost a catch up session or where you're talking about topics like we do right now. But is it bang bang funny, and how does that work, and how do you sustain that week to week to week? I think it needs. Yes, I've been thinking about actually who I am has really been relating to the show for me for a lot. For a couple of reasons, because I I hear like Howard Stern and Preston and Steve and um, morning show type things. And then I watch like Jimmy Fallon and like they all have these like segments or bits that are like funny every time. And we don't necessarily have that. And I and even talking about topics like who really knows you and who are you like. There's definitely funny stuff said, but is that the same as having a comedy? And do we want to have a comedy or do we want to just sort of like explore these topics? I mean, the show name is the same regardless. And I do think we're humorous, but is it a comedy show? And how to, I mean, I've never written a comedy show, so I don't know. Well, everything you've talked about, like you said, is a comedy show and they have writers. Okay. And we don't have writers. We throw up topics and we come on and we talk about it. Now, right. the problem is that, like you said, it, you know, there are funny things said, but how do you boil that down? Where writers go in and they start yeah. throwing things out and then they start condensing that they take. It's almost like when you, it's like you they have to make a, re, you take a topic yeah. and then you talk about it, then you make a reduction. So then you start hammering it out, hammering yeah. it out, hammering it out. Yeah. We don't really have that. You don't have the time. I mean, that if would take If you forever. and I, Melissa, were, yeah, like if, if we were stand up comedians and we were working on, 
an act. We would fine tune the shit out of it. This podcast would help us by allowing us to say our bit and then the other two would laugh and then they would add on to it. And then, you know, it's a good way to refine your bits. But like, um, I've never written a comedy show, so I don't necessarily know that this is that or if I or if I want to learn how to write it or if I just I mean, I do like it the way it is. I don't really necessarily want to change it. So are you complaining about it? No, I'm no, not necessarily. I am just exploring. You asked me who I'm going to be in this next version. Yes. And I do want comedy to be a big part of it. But I guess what I'm saying is, do I want this to be that a part of that? Or do I just like it the way it is? Because we can't really reboot it again. Well, that we might be something sort of that we should sure work out can. off air. <laughs> that might be a conversation for us all. Well, no, air. it's better to do it on air. Howard Stern always hashed out everything on air. I always hash out shit with Elsie on air. It's more, it's, it's more interesting to the listener to hear the process. I think. Well, I would just like to hear listener feedback. We don't, we don't get that as much. Listeners, I think, like it the way it is. See, first of all, I don't want to, I don't really much. care about listener feedback right now for the simple fact that <laughs> how do I even know they're funny? So and what do I even know them? And do I really respect their opinion? I have no idea. But what I'm saying is, of course, you can change this show. This is episode 17. I mean, I we know, could show, know, we could change this tomorrow. I mean, and, and the first 17 would be this. And then the next, Whatever would be whatever until you wanted to change it again. Else. Until you wanted to no, boil it down again. I don't again. necessarily want to change it. I w- I'm interested to see how it will evolve because the way it will evolve revolves around how I'm evolving now. 14.0 and 12.0 or whatever it is. Yeah, it That's will evolve point, with though. us. That's my point, though. That was kind of my point. It's just like as I'm evolving, this show's going to have – I mean like I know comedy is going to be a bigger part in it. And I guess what I'm saying is we wanted this show to be a comedy show. I'm not sure that it is yet – and I'm wondering if part of me being more of a comedian is tweaking and tweaking and tweaking until it is a comedy show, or at least some semblance of what. Do you feel like it's a comedy show, Melissa? You sound like you look like you're both annoyed and surprised by this revelation. Um, I think it's an entertainment show. Yes, I think that's true. It's entertaining at times, funny, and entertaining at times. I mean, you deal with some heavy ass issues. I mean, you're dealing, sure. you've been throwing out but some who doesn't? of the, right, so real life, your situation issues. So as far as entertainment goes, two thumbs up. As far as comedy, sometimes yes, sometimes uh, not so much, but I think it's yeah. all fine. And yes, as you evolve and you get further in this, and as I evolved and I get further in this, it, it will evolve with us. And we will look back at episodes one through 20 and say, <laughs> Do you remember when we thought well, it was does super that. funny exactly right. to tell That's everybody exactly. our shit? Right. So, uh, I, and even when I first started uh, working with you on She Podcast, you guys just y- yammered on, and then you decided one day that you wanted to do segments, and you hashed it out on the show, and you said, you know, like when we do the news, we should have something where, you know, we just have the news show. And then with that, you said... The news, the news you can you use. can use, and with that, yeah. uh, and you said, John, uh, can you well, make a promo for that? Podcast. And then after that, well, so now I can't do that. So hang on a second. The news you, you can this. use for the informed podcaster podcasting news. But he's right. That was that came about. I remember now. He's right. That came about me making fun of Elsie wanting to have a news section. And I was like, today on podcasting news. 
So I we're remember. we're feeling it out. Her, yeah, you're kind of, in a way we're kind of feeling it out, and then it went from that to different. I don't segments. mean for us to sound defensive about our show. I think I just meant like I'm. In, I I think that as my comedic skills are honed, I think our, our show will change because I did. I mean, or or I guess what I was saying is, or do we want that, or do we want to leave it how it is? I guess so, it's more of a question. I think Jess, it's got to be we talk, funnier. Go ahead. Well, when we talk, you say, I don't have to prepare for this show. And the fact of the matter is, if it were a comedy show, you'd have to prepare more for it. And I don't know that that's... Uh, you did a roast. How much did you prepare for that roast? How long? A shit ton. Uh, give me yes. hours. Give me uh, How many hours did you a prepare? Uh, hours. All right. How long, Five how long six, were you on stage? Five or six hours. Seven minutes. Okay, so you were amazingly funny in those seven minutes because you took hours and hours and hours to prepare. Right, but I was home. by myself. But yes. Okay, so true. now this show, we come down. I, I stumble down the steps at nine thirty-five in the morning. I open up the mic. I go to look at the Trello. I wipe the sleep boogies out of my eyes. I don't eat them. Do you eat them? No. <laughs> And then I look to see what we do, and I'm like, okay, let's be funny. Shut your hole. I'm just saying it's one of those things where you actually would have to do almost a pre-show. Like, we would have to talk about this show on Friday, about what's going to happen, the topics, and then we would, in our minds, we would kind of bring things up to do the show. My other show, the, the show that I do, I'm doing that show all week. I'm looking at topics. I'm putting them on the board. In my head, I'm doing that show all week. So then I sit down and I start to do that. And in the middle of my bit, my co-host interrupts me and totally derails my bit. And then we go off on a tangent and then we do it. And I want to, I want to throat punch him from here. Like I want to actually throat punch him. So as you try to do a show like this, could we do segments? Absolutely. That's why we have outside Melissa's box. Do we ever do outside? We don't ever do outside Melissa's box. It's only there no, for it's don't. only like a drop. She doesn't so. leave her box. But Melissa, when I do, do you use have it. a new box one every week though? She doesn't. When I leave right? my box, I prepare them. <laughs> when we Yeah. So we should have like an outside Melissa's box segment. Uh you know, I, again, I think segments work. And you, you, know, you were gonna you, do a thinking, quiz every week? You, yeah, when when was the last time we were gonna do a quiz? You're going to do a quiz every week. I started to type up all those TV shows right. we were talking about. And yeah, we were supposed I to. That's right. Entire, we were supposed to so do I a 32 had, show comedy. Yeah, which one was I, the best show? We talk about it, and then we do nothing, and then we go. Right. You know, this show's not really that funny. Well, of course, so I it's start not. by writing stuff down, and Don't I start by having me. all these topics. Why can't then... I mock you? I can mock you. This show's not funny. I don't <laughs> talk like that. First of all. I don't totally talk, like talk like that. Uh, I picked that up from Melissa. I love Melissa. That's her, her <laughs> That's my, imitation. I'm I, stupid impression. I do not talk like that. I don't talk like that. I, I don't do have that. What like do they that. call that when you do that? I don't. When you end your sentences with a, uh, it's called a something. Uh, I vocal fry. A vocal fry. Yeah. I'll never forget. I, I edited fry. one show for this Asian woman out in San Francisco who did interior designing and whenever she talked she ended every sentence That's so annoying like this That's when you hang up it's the worst and i was and so by at the, the end at the, as in the middle of the show i'm like she's talking i'm like and that will be terrible and it was so terrible. funny but i was like this is almost a comedy but it's mm-hmm. not so yeah we could do All segments right, so so let's try next time so we'll have to be more diligent about segments and here comes the chocolate dip. i'll try and think up some more and yeah you're right i have to take it i have to you're right 
Well, you could have a segment where th- this could be a segment. Contosaurus. Where you figure Look, out where someone was a contosaurus and you talk about that. Look, I started writing down all these wicked fears that people have. I did this search. I had all these fears. I was going to make you guys guess what the fear was by reading the fear to you and have you mm-hmm. and say what kind of people have this fear. It just takes work ahead of time. And it's either Indeed. something you want or something you don't. And I'm who here is not doing it. anything during the week. Self-proclaimed not doing anything during the week. So we're going to have to, you know what? We have He to, went there. We're going to have, I just, because she said that today. I have nothing to do. I can. Oh, girl, he went there. Well, she just said today. I, I have nothing to do. I can get you a cannoli Ooh, tray in, in uh, Turnersville in an hour. Nobody said I have nothing to do. I said I don't have a job. She has some things to do. She said I don't have a job. She didn't say she had nothing to do. That's different. Okay. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> You're going to hold me to what I say? How dare you? Oh, my God. It's the only thing we have to hold you to. What are you talking about? I know. What else should we hold? Half the time, I don't even know that's what I'm talking got. about. We don't see each other in person. I know. But what I'm saying is that, you know, that's something that we could pick up. Or these topics should be written down or these things should be written down. And we should just, like, peruse them every once in a while. The only time I look at this Trello board is when we go to start recording. And I should not I am do not that. doing show notes for this show. I'll tell you that right now. Why? To, because I am not, I'm not doing show notes for this show. It's just real easy. This I've is, already written the, them for today. Hosts argue about if the show funny. That's the it. The show's evolution. And yeah, the show's demise. evolution. Right. <laughs> this could be the last show. No. But I'm just saying, it's good. Listen, this is good. This is therapeutic. Right. Yeah, so complaining that it's not funny and then taking it into this rabbit hole of despair does not really move it along. That's one way to look at it, or it's like hold on, that's a little dramatic. I would I say that's a little I'm dramatic. In a rabbit hole of despair. Are you well, feeling despair? I feel like that. I I feel like I'm not having any more of this conversation on <laughs> on monitor. <laughs> Why? Oh my really? god, that's really. Are you I, upset? Do we I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm done upset. having this conversation for the Gen Pop. Don't be upset. I wasn't in any way saying it was bad or needed to be changed. I was saying it's it evolving. Did. I yeah. see that it will evolve as I evolve more. You totally did. But yes, it is evolving. And yes, if- but John's right. If we do want it to be more comedic, we have to work at it. And I haven't been. He's a hundred percent right. He's just telling me what I already know, which is I need to work harder and be more diligent about funny. Bi- like I, he's right. I have said I wanted a quiz. I've not put them up. He's right. It's he's totally right. And I have been planning on doing what he said. It's just that I also am planning on reading more about how to be funny and importing that. Like I'm taking a class by Steve Martin, and I have this book that I've been reading, and like I've been sort of, I guess, procrastinating doing anything about the show until I have like a more of a structure in my head as to what I want, I guess. And then I wanted to talk to you about it. And here's the crazy thing. I paid for that Steve Morton course, and I didn't even, I forgot even, I, I even forgot about it. Is it out it's now? It's good. I mean, I'm only on, yeah, yeah, it's been out. I'm only on like um, video three. It's really good though. I wonder if it's still there. It's still there. I did, I did, I bought it two, a year ago as well. It's still there. I haven't, I just opened it after like two years. Okay. Now we have to bring Messi back into totally the show. We still take it. We got to get her, we got to draw her back Missy? in again. Because she's, I think we've, for some reason, well, I think not. we've insulted her, and I don't know why. I'll tell you she's why. Upset because no, I, I'll be clear. I will tell you why let you've let insulted me. Okay. Because I do spend time during the week preparing for this podcast. I do spend time writing and thinking of things, and initially to hear, 
oh, this isn't my podcast with Elsie. I don't need to prepare for this. And you just fall down in a chair and eat and drink through a podcast where I'm trying to dance for you and dance for listeners that I hope appear. I don't know how or why. It's frustrating to hear that in the first place. And then later to hear you say, I don't think this is really where it's funny or there's only one way to make it funny. The the crafting of the writing and the work and the time and and that's not something right. that one person can do. Two people have to and three people have to. And it's it's a uh, yeah. So that's that's what was frustrating to me because I've kind of been saying you this are since episode three. A hundred percent right. You are a hundred percent right. You're 100%. You are when you're right. Absolutely you are, are right. Yes, you, you are right. And <laughs> thank right. God you got that out. I mean, I do think of stuff to say, but you're right. I'm not going to – first of all, I don't eat and drink through the podcast. A little bit, a little bit. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, but what I will say is it's not only through this podcast. Oh, that makes it better. I do that, <laughs> that makes it cuter. Does make it better. I it makes it, it no cuter. I do this horrible shit through every podcast I'm on. Yes. <laughs> and – I would also say I don't prepare that much more for the other show either. I know. But I just happen to. But the difference is that I get eight newsletters with podcasting news for that one. So it's easier for me to prepare because I'm constantly getting podcast news. Whereas I only this week just started following funny shit. And as a result, I'll have more shit as ammo. I just started creating it and I just started following it on that on that channel as well. Now, one might say I should have been doing that when I created our channels, the Brilliant Observations channel, because I want our channels to be funny and promoting and saying funny things. However, the thing I, I created was entrepreneurial and podcasting related only, but it will spill over. It's just it's only just been a couple and only been a couple days. And the reason why is it's only been a couple of days since, or a week since I've been asking the question, since I've got the message to finally do. I mean, this every time I ask these questions, who am I supposed to be? And I get the answer funny. I ignore it. This is the first time in 43 years I've not ignored it. And I'm talking up until five days ago, Melissa. Even though I said I would have a comedy podcast with you, my approach was, well, I'm naturally funny. Let's see how it goes. But that is not enough. I want it to be a honed skill. I'm only just realizing this now. That's why this is good to have this on air. Well, so somebody who's listening can understand not just the process, but like that sometimes you just wake up one day and go, oh, holy shit. Oh. So it doesn't matter how many times people tell you, you have to come to it on your own. Right. You tell me. Right. How many times have people told you, don't talk about eating your dog's eye boogers? Oh, that's I'm funny. I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to stop. Although that's disgusting. But have you listened? No, you have not. <laughs> Although that's I disgusting and yeah. I can't stand it and it makes me actually, I feel stuff coming up in my throat. When I listen oh, back to that, example. when I listen back to that, that's some of the funniest shit, just our reaction to the eye boogies. No, I'll give you another example. How many times have you been told by people other than me that your knitting should be a business? All right, now that's we're talking about different. Now we're going totally off the rails. No, here. we're talking about the same thing. How many times have I been told I should be funny as a? Don't look around, bitch. <laughs> bitch, do not look around. I see you. We're on Skype, woman. <laughs> don't look around. Look at her acting like she don't know who I'm talking about. Right. You know who I'm talking about, Melissa. No, I'm saying 
this is not different. Where people have been telling me to do this my whole life, I've ignored them because it's scary or hard or I don't know how. That is not different. You have a skill. I know you want it to be something or you wouldn't keep knitting all the things. You have a wall the size of Montana full of hats and scarves. And I mean, no amount of children could wear those things. You know why I have that? You know why I keep those there? To bother me. To bother me. To, to bother me. To bother you. And because I don't know how to decorate. Like I have no skill in decorating. <laughs> so what I did was there's so a whole. you're just going to hang hats and scarves. It's a whole wall That's of built-in shelves when you first walk into the house. And I rolled the scarves. Books and I put them across worked, and dude. I lined up the hats. So it's like rainbow. And one of my kids, totally anal friends, comes over and rearranges them perfectly in rainbow colors. And I, I let her go. And let it her doesn't just need do to it. be an LGBTQ shrine. It's just hats and scarves. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> books could have been good. You can collect menorahs or dreidels. Like, anything could have gone there. But you are doing it for – it's the same thing. It's something you know is good, that other people tell you is good, that you've just not had the wherewithal to explore fully yet. When you're ready, you will. Okay. When you're ready, you will. So we. So I'm do. I'm ready. You can be ready on your time. I am ready well, now. I'm glad I you're ready. For not being ready sooner. Well, welcome it's to the game. episode seventeen. Welcome to the first episode 18, of Brilliant Observations. 17. One minute and forty seconds, fourteen <laughs> seconds into the show. One hour, yeah. One hour. One well, hour, and it's time to hang up. So thank you guys for listening. Wait a minute, are we that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, we can't. No, so. Oh my god. This is going to be an amazing episode. I'll tell you that right now. This is what I'm going to listen to over and over. Mallory will do the graphic, but I'm not doing the show notes. Um, uh, This is the graphic. I'll do the fucking fucking show notes. For the love of fucking Christ. Okay. I have a question. Sure. What? Why do they put thumb holes on shirts? For that exact reason. So when you put your coat on, it doesn't ride up the coat. Because you can't be trusted to hold a piece of fabric under four fingers while pulling your arm through a coat? Maybe it's to keep your hands warm while you're typing and stuff. I don't know. Why are you asking somebody who has no fashion sense? What the question really is, is why are you asking two people with no fashion sense? I have an answer. The answer is okay. because that was a mistake. What happened was some girl was sitting in class bored and she took her thumbnail and she burrowed a hole in the seam and her thumb went through. And she goes, wow, that's kind of cool. And she did that on the other one. And then she was walking around like that. And then two, three other girls said, wow, where did you get that shirt? And she was like, that kind of just made it. it. Right. And then everybody did. So the next thing you know, they started taking a pair of scissors and cutting little holes in there. And then some designer saw some kid walking down the street and said, you know what? I got to make that. So that whole thing you have there on your hands and your shirt and all that you paid for to be that way was an accident. So I think it's workout clothes. Is that who works out with their thumbs through clothes like I that? I mean, a lot of that is probably for running, I would think. That's just for women because they don't want to get their hands cold. Because my it, but my my sweater rides up. Is that an impression of women in general? Are you really yes. trying to do that on this podcast with yes. two women? Really? I mean, with yes. that particular <laughs> yes. yes, that particular impression was slightly off. I think. I it was think. Sad. I think that you're annoyed about both of you are annoyed at the same times means it was perfect. <laughs> Ew, you're mean. So at I times. want to recommend not using the toilet while your thumb is in the thumb hole of a shirt. Unless you want a little stinky surprise afterwards. Negative on toileting. Remember I told you I tried to give a, U- a UA sample for a, for a health. Oh. I had to 
yeah. pee in a cup and I had a blousey sleeve on and it was it was like three more arms. Uh, Ganesh couldn't have helped me through that any better, holding my shirt back and trying to catch pee. I do not recommend. And then you go to wash your hands after you use the bathroom and you have this th- they're not. Yeah, very- you have to undo. You have to unhook yeah. the thumb before you pee. Obviously, yeah. just yeah, think well. about all the filth that's on those right there. But that piece of. Uh, do we have to? That piece of fabric that's between your where the the end of the Thighs. sleeve about an inch back because so it's a palm of your web, hand. That web in your thumb. Right. I um I put together a desk this weekend for my new office, which is why my sound is all off while I try to figure out how to best podcast with it. She's but too much I, technique. So I cut my web next to my thumb, between my thumb and my pointer. And that's just a place with the knife I was using to open the box. That's just a place that doesn't heal. I don't, I don't know between the washing and the soap in that, it's soap in a wound and the whole, it's moving. constantly moving and never closing. I don't know if I'm ever going to get better. But I did build a beautiful office, and I'm just working on wall coverings and my mic technique. There you go. I can't believe you can't see the difference, but when you walk up on that mic and from, I don't know, I can't believe you can't hear that. Or is it just me? I don't understand that. I I mean, and again, no, I hear it too. And then for me, I don't know how to. Yeah, and for me, it's like when I listen to other people, not just you, Melissa, but when I listen to other people do that, and. I say to them, listen, you got to get up on the mic when you talk like that. And they go, okay. And the next show they do it and they're right up on the mic and everything sounds amazing. And then the next week they're like, so let me ask you this question. And, you know, I so, think she's going to fix it. Of course she will. She, she will. Some more Absolutely. Stuff in her Melissa, when you tell Melissa to do something, she focuses and she laser focuses in and she, she does it. Let me tell you, that's, that girl's yeah, a doer. True. That woman gets things done. I don't have a job, Amen. John. I'm a doer. See, you're gonna you're gonna beat me with that little. You're gonna beat me with that phrase the whole time. Yeah, and you're not eating any pastries, and I'm gonna send you a fucking plate of cannolis, and I'm gonna send you ouchie right to your house, and you're just gonna look at them. Oh no, I'm not. Ouchie. I'll tear into. I'll go into. I'll tear into those things like nobody's business. Before we do close, I have a question for Jessica. Mm-hmm. How goes tap dancing? I've still just done it the once. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do it more, I would but like you to do I can't it do it when anyone else is in the room or in the house because I know they can hear me and I'm very self-conscious about it. And Scott's been working from home all week, so I have to get him the fuck out of here. And do you, before you start, do you say, yada, da, 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 and then do you go? No, you goon, <laughs> I do not. That's a, that's a missed opportunity right there. <laughs> you should. I sing hello, my baby. Hello, my hello, baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> hello, my ragtime gal. Baby, my heart's on fire. See, now this is what happens. I'm the guy that is, I should have had this tap dancing sound right on my board so I could get to it. Now I can't find it. That drives me crazy when I do stuff like that. I hate that too. (laughs) I hate you too. I mean, that too. (laughs) Nice. That's not what I said. Well played. Evil, evil. evil. (sighs) All right then. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Check us out at BrilliantObservations.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ListenBrilliant. And please email us at BrilliantObservations at gmail.com. We want to hear what you thought of today's show, what you thought of any of these shows. Do you think we should keep making shows? Is anyone out there? Is this thing on? Let us know. For the love of all that is holy, we're dying. We're dying out here. Let us know. Talk to me. Thank you all for listening. I'm honored and thrilled as always. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys.